Hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Why Show. My name is Stefano, and it's my job to have a wide-ranging conversation about our guests' passion, purpose, and philosophy of life. I hope you enjoy it. Today, our guest is Freddie Fang. He's the content strategy lead at Nash, New York, and he's an incoming associate at Profit. He's a former Nice Kicks writer, and he was a TEDx speaker talking about sneakers and storytelling. He's a senior at Emory University's Guisueta Business School, earning a Bachelor's of Business Administration degree with a concentration in finance, and his interests are in entrepreneurship within the apparel media space, apparel and footwear creation, and content creation, as well as marketing strategy. Freddie, I'm really excited for you to be here. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. Yeah, thanks, Stefano. Quite the intro. You know, I'd say that the, uh, the intro is taken directly off my LinkedIn, but we can uh, <laughs> save that for another time. But great intro. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, is there anything else that you think uh, people should know about you before we get started? Sure. I guess just a deeper dive quickly into my background. So I think it was around when I was 11 years old that I first started getting into like fashion apparel sneakers. And since then that interest has really exploded over the past, what has been almost nine years now. So been on a journey for myself, creative journey, figuring out what exactly I wanted to do within the space and sort of narrow my options down and right now looking definitely into content creation in the apparent apparel and fashion space as well as innovating within the space as well so sort of my current interests oh that's awesome and actually i want to know a little bit more about your creative endeavors i know that you've been dedicating most of your day most of your time and your effort <laughs> to uh your passions and i'm curious what made you sort of switch your focus from uh school to your interests And I know that as a senior, obviously um, having a job already, um, it's probably easier, but I feel like most people did just want to like enjoy their last mm. year. And I'm curious uh, in a more, like in a deeper level, why is it different for you? I guess to really see the reasons why I've chosen to pursue these creative endeavors, especially in this last semester of school and going forward after school, I think you should know the past. So. When I was really young, I was really shy and really had trouble talking to people, especially people I didn't know. And it was this fear slash anxiety that really, I feel like held back a lot of my social development in my childhood. And it wasn't until I wanted to break out of this box that I started to dive in into my creative world. And I would say this was around when I was sixth grade, so 12 years old. I had a friend introduce me to rap music and that was the first time I had ever I would say fell in love with any sort of creative passion. So I would listen to a lot of rap music. I would try to rap and, and let me tell you these, these raps were God awful, <laughs> so bad. But over time it did develop into something I felt like I was really passionate about and dedicated towards. And that lasted several, several long years. And by several years, I definitely mean like nine years. <laughs> so I basically rapped all the way from when I was 13 until when I was 22. And that creative passion started to lead into some other areas because I really felt like I wasn't advancing anymore as a rapper 
put that to the side. Meanwhile, my passion for apparel and sneakers was really growing over the past five, six years. So not only was I collecting anymore, I was researching into the stories, analyzing the industries. That was sort of how I ended up delivering a TED talk at Emory, the TEDx talk where I gave a speech about sneakers and the importance of sneakers, both in society, culturally, and to myself. And it was at that moment that I felt like I could really do something with sneakers and the knowledge that I acquired. Worked with Nice Kicks, which is the original digital sneaker publication for over two years. And it was there I got the chance to do a lot of cool things. A, I got to interview some professional athletes and celebrities. Awesome experience, just getting the chance to talk with them one-on-one -on -one in a very casual setting. And then two, do a lot of research within sneakers, see what's trending in the industry, what's not, why certain things are doing well, what isn't. And from there, it was this business knowledge that I took away, but also I felt like I was still lacking in some of the creative endeavors. And I had a talk, I think it was in around November with a friend of a friend of mine who was pursuing YouTube. And I was at a crossroad. I didn't really know what I wanted to do anymore. I at that point sort of semi-retired, been on hiatus from music for a while. So I wasn't really intending on going back to that. I had this budding sneaker interest, but also just an interest in philosophy, interest in lifestyle, interest in showcasing um, my life. And I was trying to figure out how to do that. And this talk with this friend really inspired me to go in a direction of, you know what, let's take upon some skills that you've learned in the past few years. So I had been a casual photographer, a videographer for a few years, but I never really went in depth. All I really did was shoot the video, maybe chop it up and edit it very briefly. But what if I dived into this, spent a whole year learning the ins and outs. Right. And, and this was uh, like this year, like the past year? This past year. The past year, right. So, so it's very recent, your interest for film and photography. Very, very uh, yeah, very new. Um, Interesting. But it sort of clicked. This was the way that I could really make content for things that I like showcase the things I want to showcase, build the portfolio that I want to build and hopefully build my own personal brand in a way that in the future, I hope that people can look at it and A, believe me to be someone that's credible because I've had experiences in these industries for a long time and then B, escape, I think, at least what I fear is normality in life and get to do things on sort of my own, my own basis and my own time. Um, you know, everyone, at least me, I, I'm sort of afraid of, living in a life of a routine that is every day. And what I mean by that is every day is the same exact thing over and over and over again. Um, I think for me, I need a little bit more static, a little bit more dynamic in there to the point that it's going to really allow me to flourish. So this year, I guess, coming in, my goal, I feel like I've done school enough. I have these creative passions I want to pursue and I want to get good at them and I want to get good at them fast. So what's the best way to do that? Every single day. And that's the routine that I'm on right now. Every day I get to explore. It's different every day. And I think with cre creative projects, it's different every time. Right. But with these creative projects, film, photography, in the spaces I love, it's dynamic, it's fluid, and pursuing it every day just makes me happy. Um, I wouldn't want to just sit around. So I guess that's a deeper dive oh, into how awesome. I got to where I am. That's amazing. And would you say your main reason why you decided to sort of shift from sneakers and rap into um, film and photography was because of like pursuing something that now excites you the like more or like is there any other reason why you decided to do that that shift because like I want to actually like to to take a step back and, and dive a little deeper into sure. the, the sneakers because um, in your TED talk you actually say that 
sneakers and this is quote unquote help you stay in touch with your identity and communicate your passions so i'm curious what exactly you mean by that so i think all sneakerheads people that enjoy and love sneakers can understand what you wear is almost a part of your personality and identity i think people with a certain vibe a certain character will typically wear a certain type of thing for example some of my favorite shoes are going to be jordan products definitely some of the most legendary sneakers within the space. And I think a large reason of that is because we have appreciation for sports. We have appreciation for what Michael Jordan did and what athletes are currently doing now and what they almost stand for. I think Jordan products stand for, you know, activism for social justice, things along those lines. So I think just that one product holds so much significance. And that's the reason why I believe sneakers are in some way, maybe even just surface level, but still in some way connected to our identity. In terms of our passions, I feel so grounded when I talk about sneakers. Um, it's a space that has really cultivated over time my interest there. So in terms of the passion, you see the passion literally within someone's shoes. When they're working hard and they're walking, they're moving, they're going towards new things, their shoes get more dirty over time. Things that start new turn to grow and older, but that's how they build that character. So the personality there, you almost see it physically in someone's pair of shoes. So. I think that's what I was trying to get at. And that's very interesting. I think usually for me, I enjoy like spending like time, effort, like money, everything into experiences, but for sure, like products. And as you're telling, like sneakers are definitely something that sort of show to the world part of your identity and like how you, um, you know, behave, how you believe, like what your ideas are. So that's, that's really curious. Um, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I really want to dig deeper into your passion for, um, film and photography. I wanted to talk more about like, what do you do like on a day to day? I know you've been having your, um, your challenge, right? It's a, how long is that? Like a 30 day challenge? 50 days. 50 day challenge. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious how that's going for you. And like, why did that sort of like inspire you into this journey of, getting better every day uh, with film, with photography. I can take it back to when I was younger, for sure. I, I used to watch a lot of YouTube and the content that I watched inspired me to do it, but I just didn't know how to do it at the time, nor did I really have the motivation to learn, which is honestly unfortunate, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, leading up until now or in the very recent past, at least, I always had a little hesitation to put myself out there um, have my products basically be subjected to the world's judgment. I think that's scary for anybody. And the biggest limiter of why people don't pursue film and videography, photography as a whole, there's, there's judgment out there. But 50 day challenge was really to A, put myself out there. No longer am I gonna be fearful of putting my product out there. As long as I think it's great and I'm improving every single day in the product that I'm making, no hesitation, I'm putting it out there. In terms of getting better every day, I mean, every day it's thinking of what do I want to film? Let me make it and then let me just post it. It doesn't matter if it's great as long as it's consistently good. I really do believe that every day consistently good, better than great because there's a consistency that builds that habit and foundation. So the hope is after every day I'm shooting something that by the end of the year, I can go back and look at my very first video and be like, wow, look at the progress I made from then to now. And that's because I stayed consistent every day. Um, 
And you know, right now I'm just exploring some different topics that I want to film before I was doing a lot of lifestyle. So different cuts uh, up, up on music of my life. Now I'm starting to talk to the camera, explore some different subjects there with one minute reels on Instagram and currently building out my YouTube channel, which is what I really want to dive into over the next few years. Definitely my long-term goal is to build that brand and that audience on YouTube while feeling fulfilled at it. So that's my life right now, my relationship with photography, videography. Wow, that's super intriguing. I was actually going to mention, you said that you believe that it's actually better for you to be improving every day a little bit instead of like sort of pursuing uh, perfection, right? Yeah. And it's curious because I was uh, listening to this audiobook the other day. Um, I think the name was Creative Confidence. It's mm. from from uh, the guys who founded IDEO, um, the design thinking school at Stanford. Um, and uh, the reason why I thought it was really interesting is because if you assign for like some, if you divide like people into like two separate groups and a group is focused on having people sort of uh, try people who have never done um, woodwork before, you know, like just basically like carpentry in a way. Yeah. So if you divide these people in like two different groups and you tell one group to focus on building something every day, regardless of it's like whether good or bad. And if you tell the other group, your goal is to like do something perfect and you like have like 30 days for those two groups to like explore that. In the end of the 30 days, whatever the group whose goal was to basically do something bad every day, that is actually better. Like the product is better itself than the people whose goal was to do something that was perfect. So I think it speaks a lot to your idea of like getting better, like a little bit every day, even though it's like not perfect. So that's, you're, I feel like you're going the right direction. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a beauty with consistency. And I don't think that beauty is really realized until you have a year, a, a decent amount of time under your belt to look back and then marvel at that consistency. At the end of the day, that's how you build the habit. That's how you grow from novice to average, to good, to great, to elite. It is through that consistency because I think if you really strive for that perfection every single time, well, A, you're just not gonna get it. There's just so many things that A, other people could do better at this product than you and make it perfect that you couldn't do at this point in time that you'll never really be satisfied with what you're gonna make because you're, you're thinking, oh, I could have made it like this. I could have made it like that. I think that mindset has to go out the door and more, you know what, I created this product, it's better and it has, it's in the vision that I wanted it to be and it's better than what I could have envisioned and I put a lot of work into this. You know what, I'm ready to move on from this project and on to the next. So I think when you have that level of satisfaction, that level headedness of when to call it quits with that project because you're satisfied with the goal and product you've you turned out, then that's when I think it's time to move on to the next. That makes sense. And uh, so what is your goal? Like, what's your dream with uh, photography and film? The, you, you mentioned you want to like have like a strong brand. Um, is there anything else to it that you sort of have as, as part of your vision to, to film and photography? For me right now, I think those two are some of the most core fundamental tools at my disposal, more so than any of the other resources I have. And, and why is that? Because why, why having a strong brand is important to you? Strong brand, I mean, that's essentially what gives you that credential. That's the reason why people would wanna work with you and the reason why people, let's say you're building this product, you're building this company, you're building this foundation, why people would think you're credible enough to do it. Um, you know, if you're not 
let's say you don't have the credentials of being a PhD, you're not a professor in this topic, or you don't have this products that you've already made, how else are you gonna do it other than you have a very powerful brand that essentially has this aura that captivates other people to want to pay attention. I mean, when you have that, I really think that there are a lot of doors that open for you that wouldn't be open before. And we live in an age where your digital profile is essentially who you are from the outside. And whether we like it or not, that seems to be the future and direction we're headed. So having a strong brand will only basically exemplify all the opportunities that there are ahead um, and accelerate, I think, your progression. So for me, photography, videography, best way to do that. And I fall in love with it because there is a craft to it. There's an art to it, but I also think there are core tools at my disposal for me to build that brand. I mean, I don't really know any other tools out there other than these two that are basically at the center of of our digital brand. So that's sort of why I hopped into it. Yeah, interesting. And um, I remember the other day we were talking and you said that um, the, the main reason why like there are so many people who are just like, especially at school, like so many people just focus on like getting like a good GPA, doing like their extracurriculars, but like basically to put on their resumes, like, but then there's like just a few people who are actually, who actually care about developing their own passions, their own hobbies. Why do you think that's the case? And like, I remember you were very like inspirational, like to me when we had that conversation, because you, you said something that is very true, which is basically like, and you're probably going to say this even better, but the, if you, if you're like scared to even begin something that you, you, you might like be interested in doing, or if you're scared to like develop that because of like how much time, how much effort you're going to have to put into that thing, um, then you, you're not turning that hobby or that interest into an actual passion, right? You're not dedicating yourself to it. So yeah. can you speak a little bit about the sort of like priority prioritization that you have to make to like sort of develop an interest into like a passion and like why that's important like to you? Yeah, I, well, hey, I don't want to take away from the importance of school. I think school has its place and for a lot of people they could really benefit it benefit from it and education is really great way to expand your perspective and it's expanded my perspective to the point that I found what I like and if I found what I've liked then almost essentially that's what I need to focus on give all my energy to rather than spreading my eggs too thin spreading my energy all over the place and little gets done in the progression of both so past three and a half years of college I've taken away a lot but essentially for my business degree, the thing that I've taken away from the most specifically is to go go and do it. At the end of the day, it's all about execution. Ideas are worth zero. <laughs> right. So in terms of developing that passion, so I equate it to like this analogy, right? So I found the sword that I've long been waiting for and I need to pull it out of a rock. Well, what do I need to do first? I need to get stronger in my own self to be able to wield that sword. So I would say the sword for me would be my videography photography right now. That's gonna be the tool that allows me to accelerate in the areas that I want to, which is whether to spread content about sneakers apparel, to build my own personal brand, etc. So let me get strong to the point that I can wield this sword properly. So that's what I've been doing right now, right? And once you're able to wield it properly, chances are you also need to get it sharp, the actual sword itself. So not only am I getting better in my own technique with the camera and my own editing work, but also I'm practicing daily. I'm practicing wielding the sword, 
in preparation to essentially slay these dragons, which I would say are the big products that I've always dreamed about doing. So to the point that once I can wield it properly, once my body can physically handle it, then let's go out and conquer this mission. So I really think, again, tying it back to consistency, and you need to do it every day. Sharpen this sword, sharpen your body, so that essentially that sword is your right hand. You know, I walk out every day almost with a camera just because I feel like, you know what, if I have it on me, I will shoot. And if I leave it down, I will not. So let me make it a habit to make this part of my body and it's this love, this passion, this drive to, I think, get better and ultimately create something that I think is going to have impact and is also going to satisfy me and what I make. That's that's the end goal in terms of me compartmentalizing career by itself. So in terms of career, that I think that's all I want. And with videography, photography, I think I found a, a key to unlocking that future. That's amazing. And I really enjoy, I really like the metaphor you used of the, the sword and taking it like out of the, the rock. I think it's, it's it illustrates very well basically like how you would approach you know putting in your, the effort to pursue like a project and what you were telling me actually reminds me of um the ikigai which is basically the combination of having of doing something that you really enjoy you know doing your passion and combining that with like something that is a, it's a value for people also something that will make you money one day, you know? So all the, these sort of combinations like turn, turns into this, this sort of like purpose for you. So that is pretty cool. And um, one of the last questions I wanted to ask you was like, you had some experience uh, in investment banking at Wells Fargo. And I'm curious to know if that was something that helped you in, in a way, like reach uh, your passions, like know more about yourself or if that was just something that you were sort of continuing like the flow that like a lot of people end up going sometimes into like more traditional um, areas, which obviously like there's no inherently like good or bad of pursuing that. But I feel like sometimes people like don't think um, that deep into what they actually enjoy doing. Was that something that for you, like you had to put some thought into and like consider if that was like the right path for you and how did that help you, if that helped you in any way at all? So I came into school and I think there was an expectation for me that I learned something technical. Finance was that one technical thing that I was like, you know what, I enjoy this. And I saw my friends enjoying it as well and that sort of spiraled. Next thing I knew, I was at Wells Fargo working in banking. I think it was helpful in a way. I, it made me realize this is what I would say a, a job is like, a corporate job. And for some people, it's definitely the right option. Very stable. You have coworkers that want to hang out afterwards. Um, you develop that close relationship with them. And to an extent, I think a corporate lifestyle, you know, could fit into, into my life. However, it wasn't the type of thing I woke up and I was like, you know what, today I'm going to improve at this every day or today I'm going to improve at this product that I'm making on this Excel sheet. There just wasn't that, that click, even though, you know, there, there wasn't a point that I was like, you know what, I hate this. It was more just, I'm just not excited about this as much as I thought I was going to be. The thing with this videography, photography, passion for creating content is the fact that I get to see it in my own way. That's first. Second, there's just endless opportunity for creation. There's nothing like you have to create this or a standard that you have to reach. You make it your own. And I love that. It's almost diving into 
our child past. I think there's this one book that I read and it's called Essentialism. It talks about the need for play in your life, the need for play to allow you to, to allow you to explore in your imagination and your creativity. This is basically play, play at its finest. And the more that you develop in this play, the more creative you start to become, the more creative you start to think. And when you realize that, you start to get even more excited. And every single day that compounds, and I think over time you develop this overwhelming passion that you just can't drop it down. And I think that's where I'm at right now. And for the people I think that don't have a passion slash are a little bit afraid to pursue their passion, it really is all about starting and becoming excited about it. But the only way you can become excited about it is if you start. If you start, you see the work, you see it start to progress over time, then it's like, oh my gosh, I can do so much with this if I, if I keep at it. And that's sort of the mindset I have now. Um, you know, I don't, f it's not anyone's necessarily fault that they pursue what they pursue. I think a lot of lifestyles are perfectly fine for certain individuals. It's just for me, this is the lifestyle that I've chosen that I think will be most beneficial to me in the long run. Wow. That is very true. And actually I've seen that before this idea of, um, you have to do it at least like a couple of times to see if that's something that you really enjoy, to see that if that's something that, you really, if you think that you're bad, that you're really bad at it. Because otherwise you gotta like keep doing it until like you sort of develop that, um, even passion, because passion is not necessarily something, and this was something they read in the, I think it was like a, a Harvard Business Review article, maybe somewhere else, um, that was talking about how passions, sometimes people think that passions is something that you sort of just find in your way. Like you suddenly, like, oh, passion here like i'm gonna <laughs> be interested in like doing this or that but it's actually something that you develop right so putting in the time putting in the effort like you've been doing really shows how you can develop that sort of interest into a passion and make that uh going from like good to great and maybe that's what you're gonna be doing for the rest of your life who knows i'll sort of end off with this i think it's important to distinguish true passion passion that almost equates to your calling versus a fleeting passion. Fleeting passions are something that you feel really strongly for. You think you can succeed at it, succeed at it and maybe you even think that you're, you're good and you're talented. But if you're not willing to wake up every day and put in at least a little bit of work towards it, and it's more just like, whenever I have time, you know what, I have other priorities. I'm not gonna do this because today I don't have time. I have to do this, this and that. I think it's fleeting, even if you feel really strongly about it, as opposed to, you know what, this is my priority. This is what I'm gonna work on. And this is gonna be the way that I unlock the things I need to unlock. This is what I'm gonna focus on that's gonna allow that to happen. I think when you distinguish the two, then you know this is the route I should pursue. And if it's fleeting and you're not gonna make the time for it, the effort, other things take priority, other things are gonna be the things that you care about, then maybe it's not best to pursue that. And maybe it's best to currently stay in your lane and brainstorm some more. So. When I learned and figured out that with photography and videography, I can do so much in the spaces that I wanna do things in, that's when I knew, you know what? I wanna get good at this. And that's what I've been doing for the past, you know, four or, four or five months. That's awesome. Freddie, thank you so much for being here. And I really appreciate um, all the good knowledge that you shared with us today. Thanks, Stefano, for having me on the show. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening until the end. If you enjoy the show, I would really appreciate it if you could share with anyone you think would enjoy it. 